Welcome to Cheap Seats, Episode 7 of Season 10. I'm Anthony Schulte, and joining me today is Ben Shadle, Nate Havrilla, and Annika Russell. Today we're talking Super Bowl. Super Bowl halftime, the game itself. We're talking Super Bowl today. What are your guys' thoughts on the game and the final outcome of the game? Um, I just want to say Patrick Mahomes has uh, a foot in for the GOAT conversation. Definitely. I, I don't think I've seen a quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady, but... Patrick Mahomes has been so dominant since he's joined the league. I truly think he's in the GOAT conversation, especially following this game. He didn't play his best game, but he was really hurt throughout it. So, and we all know that field was terrible, too. That so, field was god-awful. Um, I, think, I think he is in the GOAT conversation. Sure. Ben? I agree. I mean, at the same time, though, I love the Super Bowl. Um, it's one of my favorite events to watch every single year. But at the same time... Um, that that ending for the Super Bowl was one of the worst I've seen in, especially oh, for agree. how good the game was. I exactly, agree. like I don't think I've ever seen a Super Bowl where the team has to take a knee to draw the clock down and then take the field. I just it it made me mad and just sad. The fact of sad. how good that game was all the way until mm-hmm. about a minute left, mm-hmm. and then the refs, of course, the refs took over the game. It was yep. just I even said I said it when I was live tweeting. I was like. This is sad. It was such yeah. a good game, and all of a sudden now it just has one of the worst endings of a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know. I really think that that holding call at the very end of the game, too, really just is what honestly changed the game. Um, yeah. Personally, I was actually wanting it to go into overtime because I wanted Same. it to – I like that it was tied, and I wanted it to go into overtime just to – because I was, like, on the edge of my seat the whole time. That was a really, really good game. And although I was rooting for the Eagles, I'm still really happy that it was a good game to watch. It wasn't a blowout either way. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I think that that last call, I think it's the right call, but I don't know if that's the right time to make that call. It was it was very minuscule. I mean, uh, the the guy he admitted it. He was like, "Yeah, I held him," but I just I don't think what how long. Well, no. I think the problem. Another thing is, no matter if they called the holding call or not, the receiver would not have caught the ball. Like he was very far away from the ball. I don't think that the holding had anything to do with the fact that he didn't catch it. So I really just don't think it had much to do. With what would have been the outcome? Well, what are we what are we considering a holding call here? Because a holding call is when you tug on the jersey and it impedes a rusher, it impedes a lineman, and it, or it impedes a wide receiver of or any player of doing what their job is. Right? He he yes he did grab his jersey, but it didn't change the fact that the ball was overthrown and it didn't change it was was uncatchable ball and like what it was a little tug it was like a little he tried he grabbed the the back pad and it slipped like i it didn't didn't look like a serviceable hold now if he grabbed his jersey and yanked it then that's that's a different story and that's a more reasonable call but it looked like he just grabbed the back plate of of the wide receiver and then his hand slipped off it that's all it looks Mm -hmm. like to me at least yeah I mean, I don't really think that the holding call, or if he was holding, I don't really think it did anything to affect it didn't. the receiver. It was I an just uncatchable ball. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know if I should. I can say if it was a hold or not because I mean, even watching it in like replay and slow mo, I really couldn't tell because from some angles it did look like it, and some angles it didn't look like he did at all. It was definitely a hard call to make. So well, I mean, you got to look at you got to look at this entire year, right? The entire year, there's been scrutiny over referees, scrutiny over the referees doing their job, especially late in games. You saw it in the Seahawks game. You know, Seahawks win, and then the Lions win, the Seahawks are in. Seahawks lose, and the Lions win, the Lions are in. And there's a question, there's multiple questionable calls at the end of the game, including what was a, someone was pushed into the punter, but they called it roughing the punter, and it basically set up their the Seahawks game-winning drive. It was, 
a conversation all year about oh the referee like that that brought up the whole script thing like the whole joke now is oh the script was awesome the script writers were masteries of cinema on the, on the Super Bowl or whatever but that they would people wouldn't be talking about a script if refs weren't so questionable all year well well to bring up your point anything about the script writing I think one of the reasons that the um the ending was so bad is the script got leaked online. Um, you know, the script got leaked online, and so they had a couple days to change up the script and everything. They they added, they switched to one, they won, they got the points and everything, but the script was leaked online. So I think you're joking, right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. joking, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that game, I I really enjoyed watching the battle between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And those are two elite quarterbacks. It's the future of our league. As we see Brady and Rodgers kind of fade into irrelevancy now, you see Mahomes, you see Hurts. You see Herbert, Burrow, Allen, all, J- Josh Allen. You see all these quarterbacks kind of launching themselves into replacing the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Aaron Rodgers. You know you're happy about that. Ben. Yes, I am. The Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's of the tw- 2000s and 2010s. Now this new era of like the young, mobile, can run 40, 50 yards on a play, can take contact, can throw the ball deep. Kind of an all-around quarterback, kind of taking over and seeing like Jalen Hurts. He had three rushing touchdowns, the most rushing touchdowns in any Super Bowl by a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what they gave him at halftime after he got injured and he was crying on the bench and all of a sudden he comes out and he's like, let's go. He's taking hits. He's sliding. I'm like, all right, this guy just has the the, the best stuff in his system He's right got now. that dog in him. <laughs> but, I mean, seeing, seeing these two quarterbacks go at it, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a great red zone offense. He found his receivers. Granted, they were wide open. He still found his receivers. He read the plays the right way. And Jalen Hurts being able to take advantage of that great offensive line led by Jason Kelsey – for the Eagles, I mean, it was it was such a fun game to watch, and even like the deep throws, you saw so many deep throws from Jalen Hurts to his receivers. Uh, Devontae Smith had one, AJ Brown had one in the end zone. Da- Dallas Goddard had some spectacular catches. I mean, it was just an all-around great offensive Super Bowl. I mean, defense was there at times, right? But I think offense really carried the Super Bowl. Yeah, I wanna I wanna bring some uh, light to the importance of having a good wide receiver core. Not only in the Super Bowl, but if you look at the AFC and NFC Championship, um, Eagles, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, the Chiefs, they have like every single wide receiver that was a free agent ever. So Plus Travis Kelsey, who's one of, if not the best tight ends he in is, NFL history. He, ah, well, okay. Him, not him and Gronk are up him there. Him and Gronk are up and there. Tony Gonzalez. Can't so forget dominant. about Tony Gonzalez. And yeah, Antonio Gates. And Jason Witten. I mean, I, come on now. Oh, Jason Witten. Jason Witten. I mean, Heath really. Miller, Pat Fryamuth. I mean, we can, we can talk about Pat this later. Pat Fryamuth. TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. Anyways, but um, <laughs> Bengals. Bengals had Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, um, T. Higgins, and um, who was the other team? I am not, oh, and the 49ers. 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 Uh, yeah. Ayuk, uh, Kittle. It's it's so important to have that receiving core. We saw like people like the Bears this season struggle, even though Fields is a very good quarterback. Um, they, they, he had no weapons. I mean, who are you going to throw the ball yeah, you to? Throw the ball Byron to. Pringle? No. <laughs> no. So Chase Claypool? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, it's GMs need to look at the teams that were all successful, especially in the playoffs, and look at their options because they need wide receivers. I mean, even look at the Lions. I mean, Amon Ra, you have um, DJ Chark. He yep. was healthy towards the end of the season when we're on that winning, uh, when we were in our winning ways. DJ Chark was really good when he was not injured. And, Overrated. Uh, Jamison Williams. I mean, even though he was used as a decoy most of the time, he still got open. Yeah. Goff might not have found him. We might not have utilized him the right way, but he was still a decoy to let Amon Ra St. Brown make it to the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. to let DJ Chark really – 
expand his play towards the end of the season when he was more healthy. And even our, our tight ends, they really, they really, really um, stepped up. Brock Wright, Shane Zilstra, they stepped up when they needed to. It was a what are you shaking your head? I at? don't even know. I, I don't even know who Shane Zilstra is. <laughs> he I caught, really he caught three I touchdowns really against. Dude. He caught three touchdowns against against Par- uh, Carolina Panthers. Dude, how many yards away were you from the end zone? Two, three, five. Yes. I, mean, I mean, come on now, dude. Yes. Jeez, I think those were the exact measurements. Come on, I think dude. This is about the Super Bowl. It, it, yeah, well, it doesn't it was, matter. It's about receiving core yeah. and how important that is. But I mean, you see, if you if you're a successful team, to Nate's point, yes, you have a really successful receiving core. I also want to say we need to bring light on the um, like how unimportant running backs can be. We saw a well, seventh round rookie dominate in the Super Bowl. Well, running backs are so replaceable. We saw yeah. Miles Sanders is okay, but he's not great. Their and backups again, had a great game. The yeah. Eagles' backups had a it's, great game, and Sanders didn't. It's it, everyone. If you're a running back, you can succeed in this league. It's and GMs need to take realization of that. I mean, we saw the Giants get killed, and they have probably the best running back in the league. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it and they have subpar. Well, they have subpar receivers. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the same time, Nate, you got to look at these offensive lines for both teams. They have these two teams have, in my opinion, the best two offensive lines in the league. Like yeah. the Eagles, number one, in my opinion, and the Chiefs are a close second. But I mean, you just saw how the Chiefs' offensive line just tore the Eagles' defensive line up, and just over and over and over. I'm quite shocked to see the defensive coordinator for the Eagles uh, go to the Colt or the Cardinals, Colts or Cardinals, one of the two for head coaching positions. I Jonathan s- Gannon, I think his name is. I thought I think it's the Colts, even though I saw the Colts were interviewing uh, the other day. The Lions, brand new. I think it's quarterbacks. Coach. No, it's the Cardinals. The it's Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Gannon went to the Cardinals. So yeah, I mean, and you see, um, you see these uh, these good offensive lines. It really opens up the offense. I mean, like when you have a bad offensive line. Okay, let's bring up the Bears again. Bears had a bad offensive line, and Justin Fields still had a couple great plays, but he was inconsistent. I mean, he he'd rush for for fifty yards, then he'd be put to sleep by the Lions defensive line. Who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> but um. Good offensive lines, I mean, really open up the offense. It allows you to be able to run certain run plays, get creative. I mean, you saw with Ben Johnson. The Lions had a great offensive line this year, and Ben Johnson was able to open up a bag of tricks all year. It was wonderful to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I want to bring yeah. up the halftime show. Mm. Because oh, I'd this love is to what, talk about this. Is, this, is, this is what a lot of people – this is what, what brings in a lot of people is a halftime show. Yeah, you have to have a good halftime show. I think even if people aren't – necessarily watching the football game they will come and watch the halftime performance there i feel more like people watching the halftime show than right the there's like five million yeah, more agree. people watching the halftime um, show. i Definitely. know i know rihanna some people either loved it or some people didn't like it and they thought that like she needed more energy or they wanted more like they wanted guest stars stuff like that and i personally think that rihanna was such a perfect choice to do for the halftime show i think her songs are she's she's had so many hits in so many people know her songs from such a wide range of years that I think it can appeal to any audience, even if you're not necessarily a fan of that type of music or her, you know the songs. And I think they were very like upbeat, very hype, and it like kept the crowd like entertained. It I, I personally thought it was great. And even regardless of people thinking like her performance was lacking, I thought it was great. I thought the dancers were great. I thought the stage was really cool. And obviously she's pregnant, which limits her abilities like dance wise or like and what she was she still do. moving too no let's, she let's was doing honest. great she was still moving yeah she she was still missing a lot of great songs too like i was hoping for disturbia me too i was hoping i was I, there was a little bit of S- s&m in there that give was give me sos in. sos too yeah mm. i mean like 
she has she's just a hit maker she just mm -hmm. makes hits every single song she has is a hit i think it's i think it's hard because i think it said her halftime performance is like 13 minutes in total and i think it's so hard to obviously because she has so many hits you obviously can't put them all in there so and people you, you said people wanted guest stars and everybody on twitter is like bring out drake bring out drake bring out eminem well, i'm like bring out kanye man i mean you're, you're playing all the i movies. thought i think what happened Dang. this is just like my my conspiracy theory is that kanye was supposed to do it with her I before agree. everything mm, obviously happened maybe. like i think it was planned where they were going to do it together because there were a lot of like similarities to like her performance in like some songs that had kanye featured and just like the outfits that the dancers were wearing were very similar to the outfits that Kanye wears when he like performs like the puffer like yeah, jacket yeah. type thing. And I just I think it was planned out for Kanye to be a guest star. But then after everything happened, they had to take him away and change things. I mean, here's an un unpopular opinion. I think it was better that she did it alone. It's her show. You know, uh, let, let her perform. Uh. It's her show. She performed performed her songs. It was about her. Bring it out in a, it, it would have been cool, but I think I think personally I liked it much better that she was alone. Would Drake coming out be cool? Did I kind of want to see Drake? Yeah, but I think in the end after I kind of digested the whole thing and really I watched it again too. I watched it a couple times actually. And I like it I liked it way better without the uh, without anybody. It's just her show. It's just her. And like I even said I was like, "When's the Rihanna concerts coming?" You know, oh my probably gosh! In a I couple years because she's because she's pregnant right now and she can't go on tour while she's pregnant. I don't think, but definitely not. <laughs> but like, ah, and a Rihanna concert would be just awesome to go to. So can I can I ask you guys a question now? Yes, yeah. you can. Ben. Who if who is your dream person for the next year's halftime show? Ooh. Get to choose. Yeet. Can I choose That's anybody? Yes. Well, no. Well, well can they? Could they? Could have it have a, like a feature? Like, could it be two people? No. Could they have already done a Super Bowl? No. No. They could. They couldn't have already no. done yeah, a Super Bowl. Oh gosh, I might. I might have forgotten. Like, who is done? I'm Has Ariana Grande done a Super Bowl? No. I don't. Ariana Grande. Okay, I really want oh. Eminem. I know he already was like in it, like not this year, last year, um, but it, I actually unpopular opinion didn't really like last year uh, oh, last on. year's halftime because i thought it was well, almost she said unpopular opinion yeah. which is a true statement because yeah, i loved every person who was in it like i think they were all like great performers great people great music but there were so many of them that like once i started like they only got like one song each like i almost wanted like each of them to have their own halftime at some point like i would have loved like a kendrick lamar halftime or like yeah. uh eminem halftime like i felt like each of them just doing one song wasn't like enough for me like i felt like once i was like oh i love eminem it like switched over to the next person yeah. i was like oh i feel like Ari i know i know they're, they're a past thing and big sean's may are with janae aiko but give me ariana grande <laughs> and big sean yeah I, I, ariana I think, grande I and big that. sean would be hype i mean especially when the super bowl's in detroit ariana grande and big sean or big sean and eminem or just bring out a bunch of detroit rappers mm. it would be it would or detroit artists or whatever that would be awesome give yeah. me drake I'm sorry, Drake's dominated. Oh, for I the forgot past about 10 years. Drake. A Drake halftime would be great. He's Thank dominated you. for the past ten years. Everybody knows at least That's one of true. his songs. I yeah. just don't know now that he's going on tour. Like, it would be and probably a couple years. Give me Drake and give me Travis Scott up there too. Ooh, Ooh. Hey, Travis they Scott. They have a lot of hits on. together, yeah. and again, he's dominated for a pretty long time. Or Drake and Twenty One Savage. I want Sicko Mode up there. Yeah. I want Sicko or Mode. ASAP could go up there as well. True. I mean, honestly, with Drake, but yeah. I'm trying to think of more. I feel like you gotta also have like like someone like a pop artist because you got to appeal to like a greater audience than just rap i feel like not everyone listens to like specifically rap i mean i love it but not like my parents for or sure. something so for sure drake's pretty poppy though yeah. yeah no i think drake would be a good one he would 
All right, so the final score of that Super Bowl was 38-35. Chiefs beat the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, the NFL championship crown. But that's going to do it for this short episode of Cheap Seats. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in two weeks from now for a brand new episode. Quick before we sign off, uh, uh, congratulations to Mrs. Catherine Srock. She's a producer and teacher who oversees all of our Dragon Broadcasting podcasts, including this one. She won the Lake Orion High School Teacher of the Year for this school year. So nice round of applause. Miss Rock. Congratulations, Miss Rock. Yay. We love you. We love you. Job, so for Ben Shadle, Nate Havrilla, and Annika Russell, I've been Anthony Schulte. So long, everybody.